what's up people welcome to the others podcast i am your host stephen penny joining me as always mr king of creams himself david travis yes sir what's going on world how you doing david how you doing penny good we're good special guest this week I was going to say the man, the myth, the legend. Not really a myth, but <laughs> a man and a legend in himself. Um, if you, yeah, people may have heard the last podcast and heard my my sort of slightly older interview with him, uh, but we thought we'd update that, since we've got some new music. So, Mr. Brent Paschke is with us. How you doing, Brent? Good. How are you guys doing? We're good. good. We're good. Thank can you for I, joining can us. Can I the applause button with that? Can I just... Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. If if I could be bothered to edit the sound effects in later, I would. But yeah, we can have real, real life sound effects. Awesome. I'm loving it. So yeah, so yeah. Thanks for joining us, Brent. As uh, we mentioned, we've got. uh, I think we've got lots to talk about. We were going to talk about Rockstar originally, anyway, this week. And as you are the man that plays on Rockstar, Mm -hmm. and your face does pop up in the video a few times, at least, I think. Mm I thought we'd uh, have a little chat about that, and then we can uh, chat about the new album and other stuff that we've got going on. I know David's been very excited for the last couple of weeks, and he's been doing his homework and preparing for the first time in his life. So I got, I got, I got a lot of musical questions cool, for you. Cool. It's, it's, it's more like music rather than the actual. I guess you could say band, but it's more directed about your thoughts and feelings on the, on the new album and how you felt working on the old album. So um, yeah. I play the piano, so it's, it's always going to be music structured coming from me. So Killer, man. Awesome. Yeah, I awesome. ask the stupid stuff. He asks the more interesting technical stuff because, yeah. That's, that's, it's like Penny's the it's yin, yin. And, I'm the, and I'm the yang. Yeah, that's going to say the yin and yang. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> But then I edit the podcast, so I make myself look clever in the edit. So that's right. <laughs> so you got like, the last so like word. So he's Fresh exactly. Prince, and I'm and I'm Jazzy Jeff. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, all right. So let's uh, let's make a start and see where we uh, we end up with this. Let's start with uh, with Rockstar. So the second single off of In Search of, uh, depending on where you lived, it was released either in the last week of July or first week of August in two thousand and two. I don't know if this came out as a single in the US, in fact, because I don't remember seeing any uh, chart positions for it. But in the UK, at least, it got to a pretty respectable 15 um, for a second single of a, I say, a band that wasn't that well known at the time. That's not bad. Uh, and NERD's first single to chart in Australia at 32. And I think it came out in the Netherlands as well, but I have no idea off the top of my head what number that got to. Yeah, we saw, we saw the video before we uh, heard the song. Because, you know, like we were talking about in our past podcast, you know, New York and, and America wasn't ready for that mixture of rock and rap. Yeah. You know, and I remember in an old interview, um, you were talking about that bridging the two together. You have the, you have the rock, you have the rap. And, you know, yeah, I wasn't was, we ready for that yet. It was but. fairly. Yeah, it was really, really new at the time, really. I mean, there was like what Linkin Park. Right. Doing it. Linkin Park. I think. When did Jay do the part? Jay did a song with Linkin Park later, didn't he? Yeah, that I was know, the, uh, yeah. I think it was en- Encore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was still fairly new. So yeah, I don't think this, in the States, Europe always takes takes stuff on all, quicker, all, quicker. All the time. All the time. I was yeah. telling Penny and a lot of the people that listen know, I have, I'm a huge fan of this band called Jamiroquai. I think they're yeah. very talented. Um, but over here, 
you know. Yeah, ever since like they 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 came out with a bang, like what was that that first album? Yeah, ninety six uh, virtual insanity. Virtual insanity, what a freaking great album! But yeah, yeah and just, the video was amazing. Oh my gosh, dude, insane! However, they right. did that then, like, it was huge. Yeah, it's it's, the gli- it's crazy the gliding shit. But the yeah, and just to be just hard. to be uh, informative, real quick, just to let everybody know if you know what video we're talking about, it's where J.K. is moving all over the place, um, and the floor seems like it's moving, but the floor isn't moving. It's the uh, it's the room. That moves. Just sat around. It's, a, it's yeah. a set. Yeah. Shit was. Sick. I remember seeing an image of the warehouse it, it was in, and the warehouse was like some. Obs- it was like an aircraft hangar. Uh, Ridiculous. Yep. So, but anyway, enough about them. Yeah. It's a video. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do the JK podcast one day. <laughs> yeah. We should. Nobody will listen. <laughs> we'll, we'll enjoy it at least. Yeah. So. But yeah, let's get back to Rockstar then, and. Uh, I'm not. It's not the. It's one of those really recognisable songs. It's up there with lap dance, I think, amongst the the general public that everyone's kind of heard of at some point. It gets used in the the adverts, the TV shows, the movies, and stuff, and still crops up every now and again. Um, so most people will probably know it if they if they heard it somewhere. In terms of the video, it's it was a strange one because it was a very different video to lap dance i don't know if the budget was slightly dwindling from the album in the the lap dance video maybe but um in terms of the video yeah i think we said last week the video is a bit a bit of a, a not a shocker but yeah it's like yeah. okay yeah what's, there's school is this <laughs> yeah there's um so the first video lap dance was shot by diane um Oh, how come I'm missing Diane's last name? I'm Martel. Martel, yeah. That was she's she's just she's she's got like swag, you know. She she's super swag. Um, and that just worked great for lap dance. Um, Rockstar was shot twice. That video was shot twice, and I don't know if you guys had heard that, but like there was there was a video that we did that was um it was shelved, correct? It was shelved, yeah, and it was completely done. Um. Uh, was it Hype that did that Hype one? Hype Williams. Yeah. Hype Williams was doing yep. all the videos back then. Yeah. I remember and, that. Yep. So Hype Hype did it. It was like us on like kind of a Beatles, like a, uh, you know, uh, Ed Sullivan kind of Beatles look. So we all had oh, the, wow. the black suits and the skinny ties and, you know, all kind of sat on stage, you know, playing kind of like the Beatles did. And, and uh, uh, remember, I never heard this from p you know but i heard that it came back and for i was like no we can't do that so wow that's where that's where video number two came in and we did that in a school that was done in california here somewhere um and it's crazy yeah. i don't mean to cut you off but i don't think a lot of people know that there was there were two videos shot one of them never made it i was all yeah. i was always under the impression that it was just like a small portion i didn't know it was a whole entire video yeah. that was shot and done yeah it was it, I, if i remember it's done i i think it might be done like i if i remember like i might have seen parts or all of it or yeah it's years you know this is like coming up over 15 years ago so but yeah, yeah i can imagine in 2002 uh hype williams kind of fee probably did eat up most of that budget for that that it, initial video it, i imagine i remember it, i remember hearing it was expensive yeah but you know yeah. but kudos to like this is what i think is cool is you got to think back like 
this is this is Pharrell and his first group, first, first second single, right? Like, um, and he he decides like what I think is so cool is he puts his foot down on on, on the vision of of the of the video and says no it's not good enough i don't care if it costs a shit ton of money i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna change it we're gonna do something different i i I remember thinking like holy shit like we're talking hundreds of thousands probably you know and but kudos like i learn a lot from that like you know that he he just kind of stands firm on his his take on what his art should be you know and kind of a, a note from the start of his career that he did that you know it's brave but if you've got the uh the vision and the direction and you're set to it and you you really know what you want then um yeah then yeah it's, it's the way to go and uh, again to you know scrap a video that's obviously cost a lot of money has someone like hype williams involved that's uh that takes some balls i guess yeah let's go back in yeah and you know get someone else involved and reshoot everything and and kind of put that out to the public yeah and he was big time too hype was man my gosh dude right that was like everything was hype everything he was making a lot of videos and i'm not just talking about you know just you know okay one or two i remember seeing every video at that time was a hype williams with this this the the the, the screen would split and you knew immediately it was a, and yeah yeah you remember and that? The, the bright the bright colors and yeah you think of like any late 90s video like timberland missy yeah all of those into the early 2000s they're all hype williams you can and even like the stuff he's doing now recently because i went through sort of some back catalog stuff recently when i was looking at other videos and um and yeah, you you can still recognize it, although his style has changed, mm-hmm. you can still see it in there a lot now. You can still spot a Hype Williams video and you're like, that's Hype Williams. Yeah. And it still looks so good. The graphics he uses, the way he sets them up, they still look amazing. Yeah. I yeah. agree. I totally agree. One hundred percent. So um I really feel like being a part of at least hearing that from you, because I never knew that, that that's actually amazing. Yeah. To know yeah. that. That it was a whole video shot and it was a whole video scraps. Yeah, so. yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah, I remember. I always remember too, because for years and years and years, I kept that little the the suit that they gave us. You know what I mean? Like all custom right. uh, tailored, uh, like little <laughs> black Beatles type of suit. You know? Now but was yeah. the video shot in black and white too? Um, I think they might have done it. I think they might have turned it all black and white. I believe, yeah, because it's Ed Sullivan kind of style. You know, so. Right. Had the yeah, whole right. look, you know, the whole Beatles kind of look. Huh. Yeah. It was cool. Learned something new every day. Yeah. See, we are, what, five, six podcasts in, and we've already got the exclusives. We've got the scoops already. And, and Penny, <laughs> I'm not sure if you heard the phone ringing, but, you know, that was somebody calling in. They wanted to say hi to Brent. I had to tell them no, you know, so. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Flipped it. <laughs> the fans are on the line already. Yeah, yeah. We, I didn't even know we had a, Penny, when did you hook up the uh, phone line? I didn't know you did that. Just for Brent, huh? Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. We, we don't have a bat phone. We have a Brent phone. Oh, yeah. That's what we're going to call it from now on. Watch. We're going to do a like Brent phone. podcast later. Who's calling on the Brent phone? Brent phone's going. Someone get the Brent phone. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. So you were saying yeah. that the, the kind of second video that you did, that was just shot in a random like high school gym in LA somewhere. Yeah, it was some gym here in LA. I, I 
yeah, I can't remember the school, but yeah, just random gym with uh, what's this? Uh, what's that actor's name? Who's hilarious? Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. He's the best, man. Love that. He guy. was in a bunch of movies. I think, yeah, and I think he lost his shit though a little bit, right? Didn't he start? I was about to say, to I, did a, I did a little bit of research this week, <laughs> and I was like, what's Randy Quaid up to these days? Because obviously the name rang a bell, and yeah, he keeps trying to like get into Canada, keeps getting arrested, and there yeah. are warrants out for him in California, and yeah, all sorts. He's kind of lost the plot a little bit, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> he was saying there's a government conspiracy to kill him and his wife or something, and oh. yeah, he's going all sorts of uh crazy hey man unfortunately do a bunch of good 80s and 80s movies and that's what happens huh exactly yeah he was obviously living at large in the 70s and 80s and it's taken its toll a little little bit maybe a little bit too much snow back in the days right (laughs) perhaps crazy crazy stuff and then you've also got a random um when i watched it back yesterday it reminded me there's a random pop-up of uh like be real from cypress hill Mm-hmm. Just sticks his head in there for like one shot. Oh, and then yeah. Again. yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how does that come about? Like, is he just like, is he obviously he's from that area? So is he just local to that school and happens to pass by or know somebody involved? Or well, there would but be he's just there for like one little shot and that's it. Yeah, there was people. Around, I mean, those times they were they were still they were you know considered like we got introduced to the Neptunes and. And Chad as the up and coming producers, you know. So, mm-hmm. but there were still like in the hype in the industry was still so big. So even at that video, like Beyonce was hanging around at that time. I remember Twig was, was so funny. I remember, I can still visualize Twig, the bass player, teaching mm-hmm. Beyonce how to like skate on the skateboard. I'm like, yeah, what are you trying to get with freaking Beyonce? Like, what what are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> dude, That's crazy. Yeah, but like, then like, you know, there just how be his a life lot could of, have changed if yeah, uh, no shit, right? Twig, man, messed yeah, up, I, man. I feel like I feel like we're reaching back in history right now. Like this is like, <laughs> I can I can uh. But you guys can't see the smile on my face right now. I mean, you two can, but <laughs> this is serious stuff, man. Because you know what it is? It's like, it's to be on one side and listen, Brent, as like a fan, it's one thing. But to actually talk to somebody that's been through it, um, you know, to me, it's, it's one of those like, wow, you, you know, I wish I would have known this stuff before in the past. I probably would have had a whole nother lookout, you know, on because right now I'm looking at it like, wow, I can't believe that. I can't believe this. I can't believe that. So, yeah. um it's, it's really I can't believe the Brent phone's ringing again. Yeah, do you hear that? There, there's on. the Brent phone again. <laughs> yeah, you got it. It's, it's going Hello? crazy here. Callers, you got to stop callers. I mean, come on. <laughs> Try to ring up something, callers. Oh, boy. Oh, you guys hate me. <laughs> Look at Penny. Yeah. I'm not like, saying anything. I'm just, yeah, yeah. So in terms of no. um, when you're actually shooting the video, you just turn up and stand there and they they play the song and you play along or yeah um, it, it was there anything for you guys to actually do or no i mean you know those video days are video days aren't aren't the the most fun you know they're they're long those are like 24 hour days and you know get like, out of here it, yeah they all videos it's it's like every one i've done they're really kind of they're kind of brutal you know um, right even like the spy mob video was the same way. And both those, both those videos for NERD were the same way. They just, they, you, you get in and then for us, we're the band. So we, you know, it's kind of like what you'd expect. You just go to fittings, you get your stuff and the director tells you kind of what to do. And, you know, um, now, but for, 
Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, keep going. I'm sorry. I, I was, was going to say, like, you know, it's more like Pharrell and, and Chad are, are more the guys behind or sitting behind hype or whoever it is directing and kind of, you know. Going now, let me ask you, how much input on this on the set um, would you say that Pharrell and Chad had? Because I heard working with Hype Williams, he kind of is like in his ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I'm doing my own thing and you guys can say something, but this is the way, you know, this is really what I have in, in mind. How much, how much, um, input would you say that they had, or, you know, you guys had towards the video? You know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, no one, Pharrell has such, uh, I, you know, I have no idea how much input Pharrell had on any of that stuff or Chad, but no one Pharrell and Chad, they're, they have a pretty strong vision, obviously, you know, they, and a, so I, I could see that. I, I, I get that for hype that that works for other artists, maybe or certain artists, you know, but I wouldn't ex- I would never expect that that would work in a situation like like Pharrell and not in Chad, like not because their egos or anything, but just because they have such a strong, distinct vision of and, and to think about it, like NERD, especially at that time, was like fucking nothing else. You know, there's there's like then it's like there's NERD and just a, a handful of the other rock slash rap groups for lack of a better term, you know, um, that are doing it. So they really had to have that strong vision and you can tell it from the visuals and the, like somebody was talking about the, the album cover recently of chase sitting there playing video games with some girl, like who, who like normally like no fucking record company would think of that record companies play it so safe. That's, all that like super forward creative that was shit. So truth right there. That was the yeah. truth. Yeah, they, you know that's what what's that? It was very eye catching. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. It's so, amazing. You know? Yeah. Because like, you're seeing all around that time you had all the big name artists out and then they had all these CDs. You know, just so you know, listeners, uh, CDs was something that we used to use. If you don't remember them, they used to they were a disc that we would you know put into a radio uh, for all the young listeners out there. But going to an actual uh, store and seeing that on the shelf, that is almost where I was like, wait a minute, what what album covers this? It's this guy just sitting here playing a video game. What is Dude, Chase, Shay sitting there playing a video game, but it says so much. And that's, that's why, like, you know, going back to what you guys said about the video and hype is that I know that that those, those really creative kind of moves like that, that's definitely, that's, that's those guys really stating that, like, it needs to be like that. Like that an album, a record company would never freaking put that would choose to put that cover on they would have been you know they would have thought of something different right like especially at that time skipping ahead slightly as well if you look at the the inlay cover of the new album you've got shots from that same era so i think there's one image in there where it's actually looking at the screen yes you know chad was obviously meant to be playing so there's that kind of tie into that as well so it's it's still that vision we're 15 years down the line but still let's let's tie it in because we're drawing those influences from the music from the mm-hmm. imagery from everywhere so let's try and tie it all back in together and it still works i know but shit i gotta be the lame i gotta be the lame one here and admit that i don't have the cd <laughs> i have it on my computer but i don't have the physical Trust copy you, you so i haven't seen it steven can you send you me one <laughs> <laughs> strangely enough i think i mentioned this no i didn't mention this on the podcast i actually no. got a copy of the cd in the post a few weeks ago oh, that's crazy. and i've got no idea where it came from from. No shit, huh? 
No, uh, and like, said, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming said, somebody uh, sent it to me because I did not buy a copy. I, I paid for a copy uh, on iTunes. Right. I was like, I'll chuck my money at it. That's fine. So I paid for a digital copy. And then I ordered the the lemon limited edition vinyl, which I got in the yeah, post. Yeah, that's pretty. And dull. then a CD just randomly turned up, and like, yeah. So I don't know if I mentioned this before, but yeah, shout out if it was some listener that did just send that to me randomly, or somebody I know that sent it to me randomly, because that does seem to be happening occasionally now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was actually the the day before or whatever i was like okay i need to go over to the the local supermarket they've got a cd section there still because this is finland so we're at 10 years behind the times so i need to pick go and see if they've got a cd there so i can actually pick one up and yeah lo and behold one just randomly turned up yeah i got wow. one I, yeah i, I think i've actually got it i'm going to try and find it quickly you two <laughs> you two talking vamp i'm going to try and find a cd quickly well, okay. let, me you, let me ask you a quick question um yeah, what were your thoughts hearing the 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 nerd album before uh spy mob did it over like we you know when they oh, first did their their first draft dude i, what did I you was think well I, th- I was stoked dude so here's what happened is i've told this story before but um in brief, like basically we spy mob, my band was signed and you know, back, back in that time, CDs just went around and you know, now it'd be digital, I guess, but CDs just went around the industry for bands that were, you know, or at labels who were interested in bands. So Pharrell ended up, Pharrell and Chad ended up in meeting, they got our CD. Um, and then they approached us and it was actually our lawyer was like, yo, there's this new up and coming production team that really digs you guys. And then we, Eric went and met them, uh, had a meeting and they said, Hey, we're doing this project called NERD. It'd be great if you guys played the instruments on this album. So Eric fly, this is in Virginia. Eric flies to Virginia, meets Chad and Pharrell hangs out, flies back, has a CD. And dude, I remember cause okay. I, that wasn't really happening that much. You know what I mean? Like that kind of mixture wasn't happening that much, nor to get to the technical stuff. It, it wasn't, the, it wasn't nearly as easy as it is now. Right. You have to like you to combine live drums with, 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 um, with program drums is, is a whole like kind of technique and it takes some effort, you know? Um, uh, so, I was like, I heard this CD and I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I want to do. This is like, yeah, oh my gosh, dude. Because I, you can even ask my older brother. I would tell my older brother, I was like, I'm telling you, dude, if this can, if we, if if somebody could mix these two elements together and get it right, like it's going to, it's going to blow. Like it's going to do something. Because you just, you just knew like rock, like, you know, everything. We all need to infuse something new. That's why we see the radio curves, right? That's why we saw dance like hit the charts for five years. You know, that's why we saw then you know, uh, um, you know, dubstep hit it hard, and then you know what I mean. Now, now we have more like you know, trap and whatnot, right? We we see these curves, and I just knew that like you can kind of almost feel those curves coming, right? You can you can feel like when when the world is just wanting a different cha- a change in pace or or you know a style wants like a new injection of something you know and the crazy thing about it brent is that and and the world has to really imagine this 
if imagine you guys didn't see that vision mm-hmm. what kind of album we would have had so it was it was not only you know pharrell and chad it was spy mob too because if you guys had said oh you know what we don't see this vision you know who knows what they could have done you know who knows who they could have gotten or who knows what if they even would have put the album out so yeah you know it was it was one of those things where it was like you you guys actually really made the decision to go forth with this yeah yeah and and it's also like certain you know pharrell and chad like and dave you'll get this too is like they're not big quantizing people and stuff they're they're very kind of in a way they're very traditional but using new tools, you know, so it's not like it's not like they're really deep in the computer, like super editing, making sure everything's perfectly on the bar. Oh, 100 percent. You know, they're they they leave things real, you know, and and they're not perfect, you know, and you can you listen to In Search Of as as far as let me tell you, you know, how many songs I would listen to and I would be like, okay, Quantizer was not used on this one. so so many with for i i I have the happy session i did the book on it you know that not one track in happy was quantized not one not one dude i would i I really thank you for confirming that because i would talk to my brother all the time and i would be like uh i don't think this is quantized like why is like why is this like Mm-mm. and you can hear it you well you guys can't see my face but i would be like what what just happened there run that back and i was just like okay uh yeah something is not right here so yeah because there's I, there's push and pull against it i watch pharrell make beats and you know i i, I watch him start like with a, a a percussion track you know and then he turns off the metronome and tracks everything to that so he literally makes the percussion track, turns off the metronome and tracks to it, doesn't quantize anything. So just so the listeners know, uh, the quantizing is something that where it's almost with the uh, whatever machine or computer, in my case, the keyboard, um, it just, because humans, say we make errors and sometimes we're not on beat. The quantizer allow us to kind of just stay on beat. So if we make an error, they'll kind of just fix it. Um, so uh, just real quick, a good example of that is uh, in my mind, Pharrell, uh, this song called um, Dim the Lights. At the beginning, you hear the... Or metronome, but that's a quantizer, just kind of just keeping everything together. Mm-hmm. A lot of songs that I noticed with Pharrell and NERD, where some beats are just off like a split second, but mm-hmm. to a musician, you're like, they're off. So I thought I was crazy. Brent, thank you so much for letting me know that I am not psycho. Yeah, and that's a, that's a big that's a big key to their sound. You know, like. That's a big key to anybody's sound, and there's that's where when we listen to the radio and we start to feel like things start to all sound the same, it's because if we're hearing that, you know, when you quantize and everything happens perfectly on time and every every beat is exactly spaced out, right? You know that if if everything is perfectly on time and ex- totally spaced, you know, in in uh, spaced out cr- the same, um. And then on top of it, we have a lot of the same sounds now. Now it's not like we're not crate digging anymore. Go to Splice and get a bunch of sounds, you know? That's right. That's, That's right. So the difference with with people who don't quantize, Timbaland sits in the same camp. When you hear Timbaland, like, acapella or, uh, or no no vocal versions, like, you hear it. It's it's loose. There's They're just, they play it in and they don't fix it exactly to the grid. That creates a style. So Pharrell has a very particular, and Chad has a very particular 
style of playing where they sit against that beat. So for musicians, that's a great, great thing to work on. And that's, it's not like there's many lessons in it. You just, you kind of learn it from absorbing from other musicians and um, learning, learning feels like I would, I would play along to funk records. I mean, for, I, I, I don't even thousands and thousands of hours just to like, try to get that feel in you know so, yeah. and, and it's a very ballsy uh thing to do because i've tried to play the piano uh not you know quantizing it and then all of a sudden it's just like okay scrap this is all off i sound horrible um i dj too so a lot of the songs back in the 60s you can hear yeah when you're trying to mix the two together it's like it's always off you know yep. so yeah so i totally understand that all right, all right yeah. awesome i'm not crazy penny told you <laughs> Maybe not about that, but yeah. So. <laughs> but um, uh, another question I have for you, which just totally has nothing to do with uh, uh, any of deeds. It's more about yourself. And I ask this to every musician, and I never get an answer. So I'm just going to ask you right now, and I'm probably not going to get an answer. But what is your favorite uh, guitar chord? What is your favorite chord? You know, I, I, it's funny because I thought about this recently. I, I think it's I think it's D minor seven. Um, and, and this is weird, but like, (laughs) I, when I, this is weird, this is kind of personal, but like when I was really, really young and learning to play, when I first picked up the guitar, I just knew, I, I knew I wanted that. That's what I wanted to do. You're right. And I can remember, you know, you learn these as a guitar player, you learn these really basic open chords. Some people call them campfire chords, right? C and G and E and right, D. Right, they're very simple they're to play. In. Very simple, and you can play hundreds and thousands of songs with these open chords. Um, but as you go along, you start learning chords with extensions. You know, a chord is typically one, three, five. So in C, it's C, E, and G. When you add an extension to it, like you you make it like a major seven or you can change notes and make it minor d minor seven for some reason when i learned it i i, I remember playing it in my room and just oh like my getting emotional like it would like Hold hit a chord in me that was Penny. weird <laughs> let me let me tell you something all right and i want you both to listen to this i used to have another instagram before i had um the one i have now and the Instagram was D-Face. Now, my first name is David, so everyone thought that D-Face was, you know, just a, you know, I'm D-Face. But it's not. That's my favorite piano chord, but it's D minor 9. So it's oh, D-F-A-C-E. Yeah. And that yep. is my favorite piano chord. So that is crazy that you said that. Yeah, and Pharrell. That's unbelievable. Pharrell's a huge minor 9 fan. Like, a minor always. 9s. Yeah. Going from a minor to a minor, um, I'm a big fan of major to minors. Oh my gosh! Don't even yeah. get me started. That's another podcast. That's, in itself. Very, that's that's very classic, like Beatles and and very classic songwriting oh, too. Major to minor kind of things. Yeah. Yeah, D, uh, D minor nine is my favorite. That's crazy that you said that. Yeah. Uh, we're getting some more calls on the Brent phone. Yeah, he's amazing, guys. Just let you know. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, Penny, go ahead. That blew me away, man. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I've, I've never that. seen you smile quite so much. Because man, that that chord—it's crazy. I can pull it up on my phone because I, uh, when I DJ and I end events, I usually end. Uh, you know, we have our own little sound bites and whatever. So I usually end um, every event with just that one sound, and it's actually a D minor now. It's not a D minor nine sound. 
I keep it on my phone all the time, but I get it. The uh, when you say you first played that chord and you and you were in your room, the chord is very. It's something about the chord that's so emotional. I totally under, I totally understand it. Um, I'm not sure if you guys can see the name of that chord. How about this? Is D yeah. minor. And yeah. uh, let me see if this will play. Right, it. Hold on one second. I'm getting into the stuff I used to make, but um, what 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 about that chord? made you single out the rest of the minor like why not e minor or or f sharp minor you know i don't know what it is man it just it was that chord and and i think it i it's crazy you brought this up because i tried to think recently like was it was it that chord that that i equated to some song you know what i mean like and i i couldn't i was like i was like is it is it because it's like one of these nights by by um by uh the eagles but that was e minor um i i don't know i'm not sure it you know there, there's there's a lot that and there's a lot of um there's a lot of proof i know about you know about how chords and those and and wave because a chord is a wavelength and you know what i mean there's just uh there, there is who, who knows what it is you know music is a language and and for some reason that that though that cluster of of chords just speaks in a certain way and music is really our best language honestly it's, it's and it's way. also i i tell everybody it's a universal language we all understand Absolutely. it whether it's portuguese you know lebanese doesn't doesn't matter but just so you guys know i found the the, the chord sound so this is it i'm just gonna play it real quick i'm not sure if you guys can kind of hear that did you guys pick that up at all yeah but but, mm-hmm. but that's that's the uh that's the the d minor nine chord but uh that's pretty amazing man that yeah. you were that you're into that so yeah uh, all right i'm done with the chords <laughs> <laughs> i could do that all day man I-, I could too man i love i love that stuff i love that maybe we should kick penny out and we'll just start like a, a chord podcast <laughs> Penny? You, you can go for your lives. Uh, <laughs> but, Penny's got, thing is it, but Penny's got to edit it then. Then there's going to be no oh, podcast. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's going to be, hey, Brent, how's it going? All right, later. <laughs> and I tell everybody that hits me up about the podcast, they're like, oh, you guys did that. I'm like, this guy's. I'm just letting you know right now, I have nothing to do with any editing. That's all Penny. He's the leader. I follow him. I'm just along for the ride. He is, he is Fresh Prince. I'm, I'm Jazz. <laughs> I appreciate that, and I'll, I'll happily edit any uh, podcast that you want to do. Penny, you, you, you are Michael, and I am Tito. Oh, that's a big call. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Any, let's stop stroking my ego here, and let's, let's move on. Um, let, let's do one more very quick rock star observation, and let's move on to some newer stuff, and I'm sure you have a, a host of other comments and questions. This was the first, I think, the first time we saw the uh, NERD trucker hat. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Because in the first video, we had the, the Rolling Stones trucker hat, didn't we? So yeah. this was the first uh, NERD merch. Yeah. That now go for absolutely ridiculous, horrendous prices mm. on the merch does? eBay and the likes of. Oh, shit. I can make some hats, money. Man, they go for like three, four hundred yeah, stupid money nowadays. Are you serious? Unbel- Unbelievable. Yeah. Dude, I got a funny um, trucker hat story. So the first, the first, oh, shoot. Can't see it. The first, the first, uh, I can pull mine down. So hold on. This is what this is what some of the plaques look like, right? 
Yes. Oh, Brent, you should never have given me your home address. <laughs> you know who has one of those in their office? Uh, Loic from... Uh, yeah, but does, uh, does Loic have this one? Like this? I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure. If, I, I think he I probably has the... So there was a run. These are the second one. There was a run of the, <laughs> the first ones, and they're fucking bomb. They, they have a big bubble on the front of them. And yeah, they've got that in the B. Yeah, looks like he's in the BBC office. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and it's got it. a hat in it, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so supposedly um, Chad was at the studio one day and, and needed a hat and opened up the, <laughs> the oh. album and took the hat out. This and is wore an it for the day. podcast exclusive this is, right this here. Is a, that's very Chad, too. That's very Chad. He's hilarious, man. But yeah. <laughs> wow. So they became so popular that that hat came such a symbol of it, you know, that they, they put it right inside the album uh, or inside the gold record, man. Hilarious. That is, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's something else, man. That's pretty cool. Uh, not funny. I'm still glad that I lost mine all those years ago. Uh, I have a, uh, as the kids would say, I have a uh, replica or fake um, that someone gave me maybe when I was about 24. I got it, and uh, I was like, oh, this is awesome. And, of course, you know, my first Instagram post, it was like spam, fake, 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 L, 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 fake, 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 L, L. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to take this down. Man, <laughs> we, should, we should really hit up Loic and have him redo those, man. Those are awesome. I think they redid some. I think they redid some original. Because uh, I sent a bunch of pictures of my shirt. Uh, shirt. Uh, my. Because I, when we toured, what I'd do is I'd collect. I would take every time we'd do another run, they'd have different shirts, and that was Philip Leeds who typically did a lot of those shirts, and he would kill some of the designs. I don't know if you guys saw the Provider shirt. Like, oh, it's freaking. Yeah, long. he still posts like little pictures every now and again on Instagram, and yeah, yeah, yeah Philip. He still got all those classics like locked away. Yeah, Philip Philip killed those designs, but yeah, I I would keep all of those and I sent some pictures to to uh to some people. So I don't, I don't know if they I thought they did some remakes of them, but I don't know. Not sure. The campus big. I wish I bought more merch back in the day. I've got a a basketball top from like yeah, around 0102 yeah. with the NERD on the front. Yeah never worn it in the cupboard and then i had the hat i bought the hat at one of the gigs and then it got lost in a house move somewhere but um i wish i'd bought more yeah because now the the original stuff it does just go for ridiculous money wow. you know like pharrell is hot again any rd is hot again they're coming and, back you know, yeah kind of, but they're coming back in the sense yeah. of uh you know the mainstream is starting to recognize them again yeah but to me they've always been around and with all the kind of newer streetwear, you know, BBC kind of getting a bit bigger again and all of the Adidas stuff that, that, that Pharrell is doing, it's, it's having that knock-on effect to, you know, like, like David sees, you know, the ice creams and the original merch and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, David, you have like one of the biggest cream, ice cream collections, right? Yeah. Uh, now, let me just uh, phrase this differently because people get so, wait, wait, you know. Wait for it. Wait for it. I have... I have the largest ice cream sneaker collection. Okay. Because if you say like largest ice cream collection, you're leaving it open to shirts and, you know, hats and all of this, which oh, I don't yeah. really have a lot of. Um, but I have the world's largest, and I'm going on record right now. I really don't care. I have the world's <laughs> largest ice cream sneaker collection in the entire world. Nice. Not one of the. Yeah. The, it's the, the. It's the. 
It's the awesome. brand phone. Someone needs a pair of shoes. Someone needs some ice creams. Yeah, Brent, answer it uh, quick. The, the, the brand phone is uh, calling. Give, give, give me. Uh, let me get that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Did we get the mute? No, he's he's back. He's back. It's oh, we're right. back. Okay. He's got his, he's got his assistant there to help him out. Bless him. That was a. Uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah. That's okay. Okay. That was a uh, that was a caller who uh, wanted to speak to you, Brent. I told him no. <laughs> Man, you're making me sound mean. <laughs> you know what? I don't know if this is going to be scripted, Penny. In this, but does anybody know? Do they know why the phone's always ringing in the background, Penny? Did did, did I ever tell them why? Where where I am right now? <laughs> Oh boy. Dedication to this podcast, guys. Major. Major dedication. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Alright, so should we move on from um from Rockstar and move on? Well we may as well talk about the new album, I guess, seeing as uh it's the latest and greatest. I have the my C D copy here in front of me. Um I know we've we've talked briefly about it on a couple of the other podcasts, just our very early initial thoughts and feelings i know we've both listened to it uh many more times since then i think i gave it a i don't know a solid seven or eight out of ten i said i think you were on the the same page i think yeah um yeah i'm still still playing that daily i think um standout tracks for me i don't know if we talked about that previously but um esp Lightning, Fire, Magic, Prayer, oh. Secret Life of Tigers. Um, Brent, you were on you were on pretty every track, weren't you? No, not on every one. I think I'm on like five or because there's only guitar on like five or six. Okay, it is. I can't remember which ones exactly. Most of it, them, though. Let's say. Yeah. Let's see. Or like half the album, I guess. Guess it is. What is, yeah. what is your opinion? Uh, I just have to ask this because this is one of the questions. What is your opinion of uh, the sound then and the sound now? Uh, I I mean, you know, I'm I'm obviously a big fan of the rock stuff, right? Like I like it's like just for me, like getting that aggression out, you know, <laughs> like getting able to like just hit it. Um, but I also I love. I love what Pharrell did and Chad did on this record. I really do. Um, I think it's, I think it was a good, I mean, for me, I, I'm always asking other people because I, I feel like, yeah, it's, it, do I feel like, uh, I don't know. Do I feel like it could be more band heavy in one way? Yes. Do I feel like that would be the appropriate thing to do? Maybe not. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really 50, 50 on it. Like, but I love the I love the songs. I'm like I'm a huge Pharrell and Chad fan too. Even though I I work with them, but I'm like they're still my favorite production team. And so I don't know, man. I, I like I'm all over on it because I I just love the tunes no matter what. You know. Um, I think this is what we we hear as feedback quite a lot, and I think we've talked about in the past as well. You you const everyone has in search of ingrained into their head because it is that that classic album that kind of cult classic generally but a, a classic to us as as fans and you know the, the feedback i hear about the album is that people either love it or they say well it's not in search of is it Meh. and then and then they leave it, it. yeah exactly and, do that. And, and that's that problem it's like could there be more live stuff more band stuff in there yes there could but it's not in search of number two is it it's yeah. with 15 years down the line and would that 
would that fit into what's happening now? Would that fit into some of those songs? Like, meh. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's just it's a different time, and and you know, they get that a lot. For Ellen Chad, do is like I've heard like people in the camp say, you know, it's like, you know, oh, we need another in search of, or you just in search of was the one, you know. But like, how do you? How do you just go and repeat that time? Could Sar- could could the Beatles like just remake Sgt. Pepper's? Like, you know what I mean? The Beatles One, even Thank you. You know what I mean? The Beatles thank even you. said after after Sgt. Pepper's, they they said they were like I think it was Paul said, like, holy shit, what do we do now? Like we just freaking made Sgt. Pepper's. Like, what what's the next move? Like, is freaking Sgt. Pepper's? I'm sure ACDC said the same thing about back in black. I'm sure, you know what I mean? Like People um, loved, you know, to hear that that same, you know, as a, I'm not, a, I'm not an artist in any way, you know, but I would want to reinvent myself too. It's, it's only but so much, you know. You could do the Bobby James or the Run to the Sun, you know, that was cool yeah. for that time. But we got to grow. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I'm glad you said that. To be honest with you. And and, and Pharrell is Pharrell is the ultimate, uh, like never looking back guy. He it's it's so hard for him to look back, like you know, and to do. Even for him to take, he'll have some tracks that he's made years ago or, you know, that, that get used currently, but it's, it's tough for him, man. I mean, he's got loads of stuff, but it's just for him, he, he just has, as a creative, he's not really a guy who goes backwards, you know? And, and we see back. that in his personal style too, you know, with the shoes that he's doing and the, and the, and the, the things that he's getting himself involved in it, that's not, you know, and I, and I totally understand it. It's not who wants to keep doing and repeating, okay, the same thing, you know, after yeah. a while you have to reinvent yourself. I'm really happy you said that to be honest with you, because a lot of people are taking the new album and not liking it or giving it a lower rating because they're comparing it to the earlier stuff. Yeah, you really got to leave that out, you know. Got to leave that out, man. They do that. In search of us, yeah, over fifteen years ago. You know what I mean? Like so. And this is a great. This is a great album, and I love some of the messages. Don't do it. It's just freaking crazy. Like that's like that might be my favorite on there. You know, like I just I love the whole story behind it. Why Pharrell wrote it, and just the vibe of it. You know, like I was telling Penny um, that you can definitely tell the issues that we have going on in this country because a lot of it is said on the on the album you can definitely yeah. you know people that are, don't live here in in the u.s can tell that okay you know there's issues that are going on and and uh i think that you guys really covered that very well to be honest with you yeah 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 man and in don't terms of um sorry go on no i was gonna say don't do it is is, is probably one of my favorites too yeah yeah killer song and in terms of actually working on those tracks, when you you come in to lay stuff down, is that are you reworking stuff that's already there, or you are you adding to like some basic stuff they've already got? How how does it work? Yeah, so um, it typically works like it'll be like Pharrell or, or Chad. You know, they you know they'll start a track starts. Pharrell it works all in Logic, <clears throat> so he he gets all the basics inside of logic and he gets a beat and Pharrell's very um he hears he he'll hear the song a lot of times in his head like almost done or the beat almost done and he's you know he's gotten so good at this that like he can just kind of like yeah he can kind of like he hears it and you you can see him almost walk in the room and kind of hum or you know you, you can see his mind working he just 
he wanders uh, when his mind is working. He just kind of he wanders, and it's you see the wheels rolling. So track gets done, and um, it's funny because a lot of times I might get a call the night before, even like Pharrell needs you on a track, or uh, when he's on his way in, he needs you on a track. That's how much he he knows what he's thinking on this song he needs to make. You know, um, I heard he doesn't so, sleep a lot. No, he, he, he's, he's, yeah, he's, his, he's going constantly. Like, yeah, his creative, his creative flow is he's, he's really got himself into a position where he's got a really, um, good creative flow in his life, you know, that key it and things stay out of the way, um, really well to keep that going. Cause it can get really, I mean, you can imagine how many people want five minutes of, of his time, you know? Um, so yeah, so he gets in, he, he starts to make something um i'll come in I'll, I'll i'll know that i'm supposed to come in or sometimes i'll just get you know it'll be mike or, or drew the engineer hit me up pharrell needs you you know and, and i'm literally okay i'll be there in an hour or two you know and i go in and the in the track typically when i get in the track there'll be like something you know a good part of the track is already finished and and complete and how it works really um like it's with with Pharrell and Chad records, like he they have very like um pretty distinct parts that they already have in their mind, you know. So Pharrell will just hum parts to me. He'll just uh, play dum bum 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 and he'll say just put and you just uh, play it. Yeah, and he'll say put chords underneath it, you know, because he can only sing one note at a time. So he'll say play this thing, but put chords underneath, or he'll say play this, you know, this popcorn line or whatever and then he just goes through and tells me what kind of sound and he doesn't get technical on sounds he'll say things like you know um mix i want you know kurt cobain meets chuck berry you know and i gotta kind of like put that together of what what does that mean to pharrell you know what what kind of sound does that mean for him and what is he looking for you know musicians musicians uh, musicians mind man that's yeah that's that's something yeah and he's Um, not and he's not technical with it. It's, 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 it's like, it reminds me of what I'd read about like John Lennon, how John Lennon would say, I want the sound to be more orange, you know? And you right, just, right. you can't think it's crazy. You just have to go like, listen, that's you, you, that's how this, the creator, the producer, the person who's writing the music hears it. I have to get inside of that zone and figure it out, you know, and figure out how to make that work. Um, Brent, so. man, uh, uh, I um I just got to tell you because I ha- I might have to run, um, as from a piano player that really understands you know what what uh, another musician is thinking, I got to say that you know talking to you helped me more understand nerd, but almost made me you know understand what what you think as well. So I just really want to say thank you for helping uh helping you know me understand that helping us out with the podcast and uh, you know. Always, uh, always know this, man. You know, you're, you're just as a uh, musical genius as, as P man, you know, the, oh, thank the you, fact man. that you no put problem. that together like that and, and you were able to do that. A lot of us, I'm going to speak for all of the others. That's what we call ourselves and say, you know, thank you for that. Because if it, yeah. if it really wasn't up to you guys, you guys could have turned that down and then who knows where it would have gone, you know, yeah. uh, Pharrell and Chad are cool, but it's, it's you guys that really put that together, man. Well, so, was, I, I mean, for, for us, that was a huge, like for me, that, that was a turning point in my life, you know, that definitely was and it was something i really wanted 
like I said, when I heard the album, I really wanted to do it. Eric, I remember I was in the car listening to the album when Eric, Spy Mob drummer, called me and said, do you, how would you feel going to play on that album? I was like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Like, absolutely. Yeah, you see, it's one totally. of those split decisions where if it was like, yes, we get this, and no, who knows what we could have gotten. So yeah, I just want to say thank you for that, man. I really appreciate it. And uh, uh, I feel bad I got I to gotta, I gotta run. Um, yeah, no problem, man. But, you know, the Brent phone call, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great meeting you, nice David. talking to you, man. I really yeah, appreciate you too, it. Yeah, you too, man. Know? Hopefully, Penny, you can set this up again, because I still got a thousand million questions, but. Yeah, Brent, have you got five more minutes to carry yeah, on? Yeah, absolutely, uh, dude. Absolutely. And then, then David can, uh, can listen back and, yeah. All right, David. I, I Great meeting you, man. man. Thank you. Penny, we'll, we'll, we'll talk link, soon, man. We'll link when, we're in New, when I get, a, get to New York. See, you, you got a place to stay. You know, we'll kick Penny out, so. <laughs> might steal a couple of those sneakers too man you, know, uh, easy. you, you might not have the world's largest collection yeah. after i'm there <laughs> he's ahead of you. i'm staying at his house in a few weeks time and yeah that's a real possibility i thank you guys i appreciate it yeah all right. you bet david all right bye-bye see ya all right, all right, so we'll um we can carry on for a few more minutes then if that's all right with you. No problem. Um so yeah, if we, we can chat a bit more about the the album. So in ter- like you said like don't do it was kind of you know probably your favorite song on there because of the message and everything yeah but like musically i guess uh, as a fan but also you know having to actually play it do you have like a different favorite is there something else that you you really like about Mm -hmm. a certain song or songs on there um deep down body thirst is cool Uh, you know i'm they all got their own. That's the thing about an NERD record. You know, every, every song kind of has its own thing. It's hard. It, don't do it. It's just the one that's resonating me, with me right now. But it, it'll, mm-hmm. I think it'll, it'll change at some point. It'll change when we start rehearsing them, or, you know. And, you know um, I don't know, man. They're, just, they're, they're all so much fun. That's, that's what's fun about an NERD record is there's, there's, there's no rules, you know. So... I don't know, man. I can't really, I can't really pick a d- different one, different favorite, man. It's like picking a favorite child. It is, man. It's really, it's really tough. It's like, who was the best behaved this week? <laughs> I don't know. There probably is a favorite, but you wouldn't publicly say yeah, it to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So do you, um, do you envisage playing these out on the road uh, at some point in the near future, perhaps? I hope so. You know, there, there hasn't been really anything you know in it's scheduled or anything so but yeah i i do you know and i can i could probably speak for everybody in the band too it's like doing doing an nerd set is like nothing else man like it's for for live musicians it's it's the shit dude it's so amazing it just to rock like that and and then having that combination of like 808s behind you and shit it's it's not like nothing else it's fucking incredible and yeah, as a fan, they're some of the best shows I've been to. You know, seeing you play live, you know, numerous times over yeah. the years as well. And being, you know, in the early days, being in those kind of smaller venues like Brixton Academy and Hammersmith Apollo. Oh shit! Kind you of, were at those? Where you? Yeah, all of them. Every one of them. Yes. Holy so shit. I don't know if we talked about this before, but yeah, like up until I moved out here to Finland, I think I'd I'd seen every single UK gig. Pharrell had done either as NERD or when in my mind was out and he was doing it kind of you know solo let's say yeah. so yeah I saw you yourself in London 
two or three times maybe i think in the earlier days um and yeah in in my mum's loft in the uk again i might mention this previously but there are boxes of like photos when i'd go to a gig i'd take a camera with a film in it yeah. Again, the kids listening yeah. won't understand what that is, but we put films inside cameras and took pictures and got them developed. And a couple of summers back, I was going through them all, and there's all these pictures from all these gigs, and there's lots of yourself and oh, all of the shit. other spy mob guys as well. Because I'd always get there early, always be down near the front, so I could kind of see everything that was going on, and would always be like snapping pictures and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, there's in a in the least creepiest way possible, there are lots of photos of you in my mother's house. Oh, man, that's crazy. Oh, gosh. Can I stand? <laughs> well, I'm back in the summer. I'm hoping call. to dig them all out and <laughs> get all my stuff kind of shipped over here, finally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll try and see if there's any I can, I can dig out, any that are any good. Yeah. Now, those were incredible. Those were great shows, too, because they were pretty raw. You know what I mean? We're talking like it's... it's backdrops you know like where our our stage was like you know those big like curtain backdrops and, yeah and shit you know um it was super raw we were all really really fresh to it you know we're having a freaking great time on the road lee harvey was on the road with us and he yeah. did one song in the night and we you know we were touring <laughs> with the clips were around and and everything was really fresh industry was really fresh at that time like Sales were really high, so there's so much buzz, and you know, yeah, yeah. Was, I remember it, talking about, you know, we were talking about Rockstar earlier, and it was one of those tracks where that would come on towards the end of a show, and you know, this is like essentially a hip hop show, and people were like, there were mosh pits, yeah, people, there were legs yeah. and arms flying everywhere, people getting knocked over, people crowd surfing, mm-hmm. and it, and it would go crazy, and yeah, going from those gigs kind of 15 years ago which were just small and in your face and like you say raw to even kind of seeing you guys in um you know sort of bigger venues at festivals and stuff like that those songs still come across so well at festivals they're such a lot of them like like rockstar and lap dance and stuff they're such good anthems that everyone knows them and it can get yeah, a small crowd really energized, but even like a huge crowd. Like, you know, you've yeah. played at Glastonbury and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And those videos are still online and you can watch, people can go and watch them. And when like Rockstar and stuff comes on, people, you know, you've got 50 odd thousand people there just going berserk, basically. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's freaking insane. Yeah, lap dance, Rockstar and those. Even like, dude, like I love, dude, I love playing Bobby James live. I love playing that song, especially because like we always get the, the hardcore fans up in front so you Pharrell wouldn't even have to sing a word to that song and that's a deep track on yeah, the yeah. on on in search of you know like but people still like that's like that shit's dude no that that feeling is incredible incredible yeah but as a fan hearing those being sung as well and knowing the the meanings and the messages behind them and stuff and i think a lot of that, I think, will come out with this new album as well, if and when it gets toured and depending on you know the size of the venues and stuff, I think it will be a similar vibe because there is that, there's that meaning behind them and there's that kind of, I guess, angst and yeah. frustration and, you know, getting that out there. But they're also songs that that people can just, you know, sing, sing along to and mm-hmm. sing back, at, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I, know. I really think. Yeah, any NER, NERD gives you like NERD gives you that like that the music 
NERD makes, I think, gives you that place to let go. You know, that's what's that's what's great about NERD is it really gives you that place. And, and being it's so heartfelt, you know, you you can you can get inside of that stuff really. Isn't true? Like Pharrell doesn't write these songs like like these are these are coming from a real place. You know, it's not it's not they're not written for let's write this so we can have the a double diamond album and it's not that yeah. you know it's just, it's not that it's 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 a statement it's a message it's it's because you know pharrell writes them i believe because he feels he has to you know it's he could do whatever the hell he wants right now it doesn't doesn't mm-hmm. didn't have to make a new record doesn't have to he could have made a solo record he could have you know he did hidden figures before this he could have done another movie whatever it's, this is done because he felt like it needed to be done. I feel, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that's where people, I think, in the fans absorb that, and we we absorb that from the fans. So it's like that. Back to the yin and yang, right? There's that definitely yin and yang that I think yeah. is there with NERD. Yeah, and I think on the on the new album, there are there are so many kind of varied messages on there that they may not all apply to me or to you, but they they apply and resonate with at least some number of people in society out there. You know, there's stuff about people being shot. There's stuff about, um, yeah, family values. There's stuff about immigration and being a refugee and all these kinds of things that we see in the news. And we see, we tend to see in a very sort of negative light in the media as well. Um, but this kind of gives a slightly different perspective to it and a different voice to some of it, I think, and a voice to those people that are actually affected by these things day in, day out. Because I know, I know I'm not generally, I'm not, you know, a young black male in America. I'm not, yeah. well, I technically I'm an immigrant, but I'm not a refugee or anything like that. I'm not under any kind of hardship or anything, mm-hmm. but it gives me a different perspective to some of these issues as opposed to just, seeing Facebook posts and things on the news and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shoot, he starts off the re- the truth will set you free, but first it'll piss you off. You know, it's mm-hmm. dude, I, I totally relate to that. And that's like, it, it's funny. Like some of this stuff and it's times too. Right. But some of the stuff just sits and the album sits really well in this time. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and that statement I think sits really fucking well in this time, you know? Um, there's a lot of that, especially over here, you know, with, with our yeah. new administration and, you know, it's, it's really, it's timely. It's perfect. You know, it's time, but it also, it sits well in, it would sit well in other times as well. Cause what was, there was a particular example I was thinking about, oh, uh, deep down body thirst, which mm-hmm. I think you did play the guitar on. Yep. And I think we talked about this a few weeks back when we had a quick chat. It's very like fly or die sounding yeah it's about kind of corporate and political corruption and there was elements of that in fly or die as well yeah so i think that stuff sits well now and this stuff now would have even sat well then which is why it kind of resonates with us which is why if we like those original albums as long as you're not comparing them you're gonna like this stuff as well if you actually listen to the music and to the message i agree i agree yeah and this yeah this is there is a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of those, right? Don't do it. Deep down body thirst. Yeah, it's a lot where Pharrell was trying to get this, getting these messages out that I think he just needed to say, you know? In terms of like, one thing I noticed in the the, the credits of the, the CD here in the, the inlay, and I don't know if you can 
have an opinion or give an opinion on this. Mm -hmm. But one thing I found, I, I just noticed and found a bit strange was this is a an NERD album. In the past, it's always been NERD produced by the Neptunes generally. But every track on here is just solely listed as written by Pharrell produced by Pharrell. Do you see as someone working with them, the, the dynamic has changed slightly over the years or is there a reasoning behind that? Well, do you I think? Don't, I don't, you know, I don't know. You know, that's, I don't really know the reasoning like behind that. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even want to really speak on it because it's yeah. between Chad and Pharrell and however, I don't even, you know, I'm not part of credits and how the credits are done and, and yeah. nor am I a part of writing the songs or producing the songs. I play guitar strictly, you know, so I can't take any of that credit. Um, but, you know, I think, I, I think as we all grow, you know, we all grow in different ways and we do different things. And, you know, this is, you know, since in search of, you know, it's like, again, over 15 years ago and people take different roads and different tracks. And, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, as, as far as that is, maybe Pharrell just, you know, Pharrell, Pharrell and Chad are both so freaking extremely talented. And it could have just been that, like, these these tracks just kind of came so fast for Pharrell. I've, I've, I've heard records that aren't released that Pharrell has done 10 songs in seven days, you know? And you sit and listen to them and you're like, oh, my God, this is unbelievable, you know? Yeah. Um. So I I don't know where that happens and it and that could just be very a very innocent thing where it's just like those tracks came out and yeah. and it was appropriate don't mm -hmm. don't don't fuck with what's already great and just roll with it that's yeah that's what it could be I don't know and um, yeah and I I imagine it probably is that but it's just something that kind of caught my eye as I as I read through the book yeah there. I think I read in uh somebody else noted that I I haven't looked at the credits yet but somebody else noted that in a in a review I saw too but yeah. Yeah, your name's definitely in there. I've checked. So don't is it, worry is about it spelled that. correct? Uh, I think it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're all right. You're I've in had, there somewhere. I've, I've had that before, where it was spelled wrong. Not in any RD, but. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> right. Well, I guess we should probably wrap it up. I think we we've chatted for quite a while here, haven't we? Over yeah, an hour. We try and keep yeah. it to about an hour. Okay. Cool, man. So yeah, um, just to yeah reiterate what David said, yeah, we uh, really appreciate you coming on and talking about all this stuff and giving us the the insights and yeah. the the stories and stuff. And I'm sure everyone that listens will really appreciate it as well. Yeah, appreciate it, man. I appreciate the fans, man. Appreciate. I mean, dude, NERD has like some of the greatest fans, you know, and that just drive. They really do so much to drive the band. Um, yeah. It's, it's, as soon as I sort of posted something a little while back that we were chatting to you and we were going to try and make something work out, you know, the amount of messages we had and DMs like, oh shit, you've got, you're going to get Brent on there. That'd be great. And oh, wow. just, yeah, the, the fans love it. And I think they, they love all these little stories and things that they don't, wouldn't normally hear about, you know, from sort of behind the scenes and stuff. Yeah. Because there is such an eclectic kind of body of work there that, People like to hear kind of how that stuff's made and how yeah. it all kind of comes together. And yeah, it's very organic, man. If I could say anything about it, like like I forgot to tell David, but like any any of these things, like when we make when, when that I should say when Pharrell when I come in and record those that stuff, um, it's 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 very organic. It's very root 
root based. It's nothing really like crazy about it. The thing that's that's that really happens that makes it is that there's a very strong like gut sense that that stays true there you know so it's not like you were especially with pharrell and chad you you rules kind of dissolve you know um i do other sessions where rules are definitely there you know it's gotta it's gotta sound like dr luke or it's not gonna be okay for the record company and it's like oh fuck this you know like it's you know what with with those guys it's like what's different you know and i've done parts and hey pharrell i can you know p i can i can get that better and he looks at me and he goes why i think it sounds good and what am i fucking supposed to say i'm fucking if it sounds good to pharrell then it's fucking good like you know um but that's that's just holding true to that belief and that and that that gut instinct of of what this needs to truly be and what that vision needs to truly be and not not being deterred by like oh, we got to sell X amount of copies and this and that. It's, it's, not, it's not about that. There's a very organic, super organic uh, kind of thing that happens with those productions. And that's, that's what's fucking great about being involved in, you know, or being a, a player on them. It's really fun. And I think that's what the, the, the fans appreciate. It's what I at least appreciate. You know, I know when an, an NERD record comes out, it won't be... It won't sound exactly like everything else that's out at the moment. There will be stuff that's different in there, stuff that's maybe a bit weird and a bit strange and yeah. doesn't sound quite right, maybe. But it all, I think I said this to you as well a little while back. As you go through those tracks, they've got those kind of breaks and almost a lot of them are almost kind of split into two parts. Yeah, yeah. And on a lot of albums, that wouldn't work. It would sound a bit muddled and you'd be like, oh shit, am I on a new track here? Like, what's going on? But on this album, the way it's kind of pieced together, it it is weird and it is different, but it does work. It's really and cool, it's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, dude, let's listen to the second side of Abbey Road. Like, you know, the yeah. Beatles, it's, it's second. Well, I say the second side. That's how it was always referred to. But it's all one song, you know? It's like 20 minutes or so or 25 minutes. You know, this was the Beatles, man. Like, mm. you know, all strung together, you know? Um, so it's like they, they, they had that same approach. There wasn't any rules, you know? And that's what makes this good. That's what makes it special. And that's what people, artists and creatives... I think that's like some of the best advice and some of the advice I try to take the most from Pharrell is to just hold true to that vision that you feel. It's not easy, man. It's not easy because you do have to make, you have to make, if you have a family, you got to make a living, you know, you're pressured by other things. If you got to get a record deal, you have to deal with fuckhead A&Rs that don't hear fucking anything except if it sounds like something on the radio already, you know, like, but, if you stay true to it, man, it always goes, it goes right. Well, that's like you said earlier, it ties back to the, the whole kind of rock star video story. And, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't the right direction or it wasn't done in the right way or whatever it may have been. And he put his foot down and even against someone like Hype Williams and said, no, yeah. we're not going to use it. Here's the money. Put that in the can. Let's do something else. And yeah, we'll, we'll go our own kind of way. And Yeah. P was in his twenties at that time, you know, and, it's not like, dude, that's not, trust me, it, it was, he was Pharrell, but you got to go back to that time, you know, like, it's not, he didn't have the clout he does now, of course, it's 15 mm. years, over 15 years later, but like, he put his freaking foot down on hundreds of thousands of dollars that got thrown in the cat in the trash, you know, like, that says a lot, man, 
you gotta hold true convi- to it. Conviction, isn't it's it? Conviction. Yeah. You gotta hold true to your art, man. You gotta hold true to it. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, before we start going off on more random tangents, <laughs> we will we will wrap it up. Yeah, man. You can at least then go and get on with your day, and I can start trying to edit all of this together. I guess. Yeah, man. But um, but yeah, like I say, thanks again. Everyone really really appreciates it. Do you want to give the the book or anything a quick plug? Yeah, to university. So I started I started to university. I went to Pharrell with the idea that that I wanted to break down like break down the creative uh, creative process really creative and recording process and teach that kind of try to teach that right it's kind of tricky to teach a creative process but you can you can inspire and and i think a great way to teach a creative process is by is by deconstructing it so we made we made a book where we deconstructed happy and then we teach people how to reconstruct it it's all done on an iOS device. iPad is ideal, but it can work on anything, iPhone, whatever. And basically, by the time you're done, you will have like listened to all the parts from Happy. You'll have heard video of Pharrell talking about his creation process. We talk about it. Um, we give exercises on how to practice patterns. Um, and then we give you a couple of starter project files or project sessions um, that go into GarageBand. And then you can start to remake your own version of it. So it's pretty cool. Like I learned guitar by, by, you know, learning songs. And that's how most of us learn drummers, keyboards. We learn songs. And for me, it's like Metallica songs and whatever back in the day. And this is kind of that approach, just using recording. So it's to university and you can get it on the iBook, on iBooks, on the Apple store, on Apple site. So it's a book. Um, It's only $5. Um, and uh it's a bargain yeah it's been it's been it's it's great it's a great book we're super proud of it and people are having a great time with it yeah and i think when you mentioned it to me i sort of went and purchased it and as a fan myself it was was great to kind of see that from a high level how that song's kind of put together and all the elements to it yeah but then at the same time you know my son is seven he was you know six when that kind of came out and even for a kid who loves music, you know, he loves obviously your music and NERD stuff, but it was it was great to, you know, watch him on the iPad read through all the different parts and understand how how a song that he sings to himself kind of comes together into one piece. And you know, he could sit there and he could loop all the sounds and parts of the songs and hear how they were put together and then read a little bit about it and then put bits together himself mm-hmm. and and yeah, it's it was really kind of magical to watch him sort of start to le- learn and understand yeah. that process, and hopefully inspire him as well. Yeah, it's really cool, isn't it? And 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 we give this project file. It's it's it works in what's it, this thing called Live Loops in GarageBand. And Live Loops is really it's kind of like Ableton Live. They're little squares, and you just press the buttons, and the the loops happen. So we have it set up where you just press it, and the kick drum starts, and the snare drum starts, and the congas start, and Pharrell's vocal starts, and you can swipe around them and you don't even have to be a musician. You can start making your own remix of happy. You know, those are, those are files that we just send out to, to everybody who gets the book. Yes. Yeah, so anyone that's, really that's cool. a fan, I recommend you go and get the book. And if you're interested in just music in general and how things are produced and put together, definitely go and, you know, pay those $5 dollars or whatever it is and, and download it and have a play around with it. And, 
even if you don't make your own remix it's still interesting to kind yeah. of again see that behind the scenes kind of thing and learn how it's actually come together and how it works yeah yeah it's it's really cool we're looking forward to doing more of them and i, I i'm looking forward to it too because i like to sit with other producers and just kind of like how did you do this? Like, what made you think of doing that? Why did you think to write the lyrics like this? Why did you think to do, you know, for happy? Why did Pharrell do a bridge twice? Why did, you know, why did he start writing the song? You know, like all of that's in the book, you know, and it's pretty, pretty interesting. And it's good exercises, especially for creatives, you know, like, oh, well, that's how we did that. Maybe I should try that the next time I, you know, I'm creating something. And that's, that was kind of the goal with it. Yeah, well, I'll put a link in the uh, in the show notes to this. So if any listeners are interested, as you say, you can go to uh, iBooks on yep. any iOS device or even on a Mac as well. If you've got a Mac at home, uh, you can go into iTunes and find the book section there. But I'll put a direct link into the show notes as well so people can go straight to it and hopefully buy a copy. Yeah, cool, man. And if, uh, if people want to follow you and see you online and see what you're up to, can people follow you? And if so, where are you? Oh, man, I'm so bad at social. But yeah, I'm just, yeah, <laughs> I should probably, uh, what is it? Just my Twitter is just, isn't it just Brian Paschke? I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm bad at it. I'll, put, I'll do the links you, as well, you, don't you, worry. Please help me, Penny. I, 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 need, I need to hire a firm for this stuff, man. <laughs> terrible <laughs> at this. Yeah. I'll put some links. Yeah, you you don't post much, but you do post occasionally. Yeah. And uh yeah. But we'll get we'll get the links in there. People can come and follow you if they want and uh we hopefully may see some more posts from you in the future. Yeah, man. Awesome, man. But yeah, other than that, um people listening, you can follow our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that sort of stuff at Others Podcast. That's Others with a Z. You can follow David at King of Creams on Instagram and that's Creams with a Z as well because that's how the cool kids do it now. Uh, And you can follow me at Steve R. Penny on Twitter, Instagram and over at Facebook as well. But again, Brent, thanks very much for uh, for joining us this week, mate. We really, really appreciate it. Cool, appreciate and, it, Penny. Uh, yeah, David would be fanboying out here as well uh, if he was still here. Yeah, it's great but, chatting um, with him, man. Great meeting him. But yeah, we're, we're big fans, so we really appreciate it, and I'm sure all the listeners do as well. So yeah, thank you very, very much. Awesome, man. Thanks, man.